Now, we got an email from a listener who wants to remain anonymous and they need some relationship advice. They say, hi, I was hoping you could offer some confidential advice. I'm a mum to three amazing children. I have two boys and one little girl and I can honestly count my blessings every day. My boys are age eight, five and my baby girl is three. For the past year now, I've been longing for another baby and it's not going away. I casually mentioned it to my husband to see what his reaction would be. He told me never again and that we are a million percent done. He absolutely doesn't want to ever consider it or even listen to my point of view. I'm worried I'll end up presenting him in years to come when it's too late. I feel like it's now or never as I'm 37. Should I just accept his decision? My feelings are not going away. We live in a normal average house and we both work around our children. So one of us is always there. We're a very happy, normal family I don't think another little human could ruin at all what we have I honestly don't know what to do please give me your honest opinion love to get your thoughts on that one I think it's a really really interesting topic I don't know if you saw um the recent documentary on RTE with Derville MacDonald and she was talking about, it was called Fertility Shock and she was basically talking about how we're leaving having kids to later in life and her own journey to freeze her eggs and all that kind of thing. But in it, she kind of touched on the fact that we're actually not having enough children for our ageing population and we're letting a lot of things decide the number of kids we're having, such as the amount of money we earn because you have to think about childcare and because both parents have to work to pay mortgages these days, that that can really affect the number of kids you have. I mean, obviously, people make other decisions like to not have children at all, to stop at one, to have 14 children. I mean, obviously, it's very individual decision. Like to hear from you. Um, have you come up against what this listener has in that one person in the relationship wants kids and the other doesn't or to add to the brood or not who makes the decision because around the office this morning it was kind of coming back well you know if you're the one that's going to carry the baby you should ultimately have the end decision 53106 for your text so you can email lunchtimelive at newstalk.com I'm joined by psychotherapist and author Azult White hello Azult how are you hi there Claire this is a real toughie isn't it it is a tough one, and it's a tough one for a couple to navigate their way through. Uh, but when I was reading it, I really noticed that she said, I casually mentioned it to my husband to see what his reaction would be. And she doesn't say that she went on to talk to him about it more. So my first question would be, you know, have you really, the two of them really sat down and talked through their feelings about it and expressed to each other really truly where they're both coming from? in it. That would be my first thing I would suggest to them because I think often you casually mention something to your partner and they don't want it to happen. They're going to, you know, they're going to double down in in casual conversation, hoping that you'll just go away. Uh, But he needs to know what her feelings are and that it's something that she really needs to talk through more and hear where he's coming from more so she understands where he's coming from. I don't even know if you'll be able to answer this, you know, with your qualifications. I don't know if all your years of study will give you a definitive answer to this. But how do you know when you're done? I mean, it's something I've asked myself. I have two kids, a boy and a girl. And having that third was something I was like, will I, won't I, will I, won't I? And a lot of people would say to me in my group of friends, oh, no, I knew when I was done, I was done. But part of me wonders, is it in some ways for some of us in our DNA to always want children? Because and I don't want to speak with insensitivity to those who decide not to have kids. I think that's a great decision also. But is it partly in our nature to want to reproduce, to want to have kids? I think I think for some of us, it absolutely is, men included. Uh, but 
Uh, and I definitely think for, for some women, and I would include myself among these, that whole time of, of having infants, you know, of, of having that little smugly, cuddly little infant is like a huge part of, of life and, and foreclosing on that and saying, I'm never going to have that again with my own child is, is a sort of, it's a, it, it, it can entail some grieving about that part of your life being over. Uh, and it's very different for different people, as you said. I mean, some people know they absolutely don't want to go there again. But, you know, I have two and I would have really quite liked to have had a third. But that was the decision we ended up coming to was not to have a third. And it hasn't stayed with me as a long term grief. But at the time, it took me a while to work through it and just sort of acknowledge that, yeah, that that was a part of my life I was saying goodbye to. And especially for this woman who's at the age of 37, you know, coming much closer to that time of, you know, being able to have children going. And even as women move into the menopause, there can be a period of sort of grieving over fertility being finished. And uh, that's something that I think people need to acknowledge for themselves as they're doing the emotional work of these kind of life transitions. Yeah, there is a lot going on there. And I, I felt so many things that you have there. I mean, just out of my handful of friends, quite often I would see uh, the mother in the relationship talk about having more kids. And it seems to me, and again, this is only a straw poll in my own circle, the men kind of raise their eyes to heaven. I mean, how many men out there are like, yes, yes, yes. And I don't want to be sexist and I don't be sweeping the male population with my generalizations but is that not always the way well i would agree with you that it's it's more often the way but there are men who want to go on and have more children and i've i've known some of them but i think it's it's important to listen to the men okay so uh, so the eyes to heaven and the laughter but underneath that sometimes are the pressures that men come in with where they feel even if their wife is working where they feel like they're that that it rests with them to manage the finances for the family or whatever, which may not be true, but that's not necessarily the case that they can leave that social conditioning behind. So you kind of have to listen to what's going on for them. I mean, with some of them, of course, it's just like, oh, I want to go and do triathlons. I don't want to be dealing with another baby. And again, that's a personal choice. But uh, I think it's important to listen. I think it's important for this couple, because this is so important to this woman, that they really sit down and talk to each other and listen to each other as to what what they both need or want in the situation. And it's one of those decisions that one person's probably going to be less happy than the other about it, but you do better by talking it through. Yeah, I had a friend say to me uh, that she didn't want a bank to decide when she'd had enough children, that she didn't want the decisions to be based on the financials. Now, her third baby was a surprise, as they say, so it was kind of taken out of her hands. But do we need to look at the practicalities of it? Like you said, that gorgeous, cuddly newborn stage is great. But once you get into childcare and the costs involved and the extracurricular activities and driving them around and trying to fit your own work in on top of that, you do need to factor all of that in as well as does my heart have enough love for another baby? Because of course it does. Yeah, of course your heart... Of course, both their hearts have enough love, enough love for another baby because we know when the baby's right there in front of you, <laughs> that's what happens, thankfully, for most people. Uh, but I think couples do have to figure in those 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 uh, practical issues and are they prepared to make the, the sacrifices it entails? 
And, you know, that that's each couple's choice to figure out, you know. Another yeah. factor in my decision, because I was like you as old with the will I won't I will I won't I um is the fact that the older you get, the more likely you are to have multiples. So I kind of thought, I'll think, well, I have a third and then I could get pregnant with triplets. And now we've got six and we now we we, we our marriage just hangs on a thread until we come out the other side of whatever madness that brings. <laughs> well, yeah, and that is true. Uh and then, of course, there is the chance that if you decided to go and try and have another one that you might not be able to. So, you know, all of those unknowns are ahead. Uh, so I think it really has to just come down to between the, the couple, how they want their family life to to unfold and what it means to them to have a child. They say this couple go on and have a child. And we don't know what age. We don't know what age the the dad is. But like, you know, when that child is going to university, you know, they're going to be in their late 50s. Uh, and is that what they want in their lives? Uh, and those are just the things you have to figure out for yourselves. And each couple is so different. But it's most important to really listen to each other. That uh, like death knell for our ovaries is, is tough for a woman to take on, though, isn't it? I mean, it's not something that the men have to take. It's just as 40 looms, something happens to you that you're like, Time is running out. What should I do with this time? It is a big question. It is. It is a big question. And because it's talked about a lot in the media and your whole clock ticking as though you have like an alarm clock inside your body. But also what I think is, like I said, not recognized enough is that there is this emotional piece as you move into the menopause and move beyond that 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 relationship to fertility, whereas, you know, up to that point, you either got pregnant or spent, you know, a lot of your time trying not to get pregnant. Uh, um, it's been very hard not to live as a woman without our relationship to childbearing, if you know what I mean. It's a really important part of your identity, whether you're choosing to have children or not. And as you move into the menopause, that part of your identity has shifted, and it's how do you start to... Uh, reconcile this new identity as you know what people might you know a barren woman in a way you know a yeah. barren womb oh god we need to start cancelling those words out of the dictionary for I sure I know but in some ways and that's why I said it so starkly in some ways when we don't say those things aloud that that's part of the perception that can be there then we don't face into how those kinds of perceptions are affecting us emotionally I do think we need to have a a big discussion as well about ageing. I mean, there's so much now about dampening down your ageing, you know, using injections to get rid of lines and constantly focusing on looking and and feeling younger. And look, I'm all for that. I wouldn't judge anybody that had anything like that. But I, I just think that we should be able to embrace getting older and embrace the new chapters and embrace all that it brings rather than it being this big negative clock ticking down. Yeah, and we should be talking about, you know, the menopause in ways that are positive a lot more frequently on the radio as well. You know, the menopause and times after it can be incredibly creative times for women as they move into that next stage of their lives. But, you know, we tend to talk about the menopause in terms of making jokes about hot flushes and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And women tend to talk about it among each other, but men, you know, it's sort of, like, you know, sort of really sort of dismissed and not, well, not talked about it because of discomfort. And again, I just think it's it's a big transition for women and often it's not a transition we're doing the emotional work around. So your advice to this couple was to sort of sit down, talk through it all, listen to both sides, you know, whoever in the couple 
wants to have more children or is suggesting trying for more children and the other who says that they're they're not into that and why they're not into it and look through all avenues there. What if the decision then is, no, we're not going to go forward. You know, you're not happy with it. And of course, I'm going to go along with that. How do you handle resentment that can come from that? Because I, as we said, I don't think you'd ever regret having another child but you might regret not having another child. Like if you have something like that in your life, how, how, how do you let that go or stop it causing a rot in a relationship? Well, the, the first stage is one would hope, one hopes for, and it doesn't necessarily work, but one hopes by having that sort of really deep uh, conversation where you really, really listen. And I, I would advise in a very heated situation or where it's a very emotional situation that it's the case where one person says their thing and the other person repeats that back so that they both are clear that they've understood each other's points. And you come to a better understanding of each other and sometimes that understanding is enough to uh, prevent the resentment becoming a thing. And then in my experience, if resentment is there, then the way uh, the ways to, to handle it are to really, really go in and feel the anger you feel, you know, because often we try and avoid the horribleness of the anger and so it comes out in resentment and maybe some work with self-compassion and compassion for the other person because, you know, there are times that, you know, that, you know, these things happen in relationships. You have a fundamental disagreement and one person feels like, you know, well, their their side didn't win out as such, and then and then you have to find ways as a person to work with that resentment. And again, like I say, my experience is compassion is the compassion for yourself and for the other person is the most helpful. Not easy though. None of this is easy. <laughs> no, life is not easy. But I I do think as well we talk about living in the moment, and I did have to say it to myself, and so I say it to our texter with sensitivity. It's really important as well not to harp on for something you don't have and really focus on what you do. Now, she says she counts her blessings every day. I'm not doubting her on that. But sometimes it's worth just being happy with what you have and and then moving on with that once that decision is made. Otherwise, it it can cause trouble. Thank you very much for talking through all of it. I think I I feel better already. (laughs) As white psychotherapist, thank you very much for coming on. You can text in your thoughts 53106. uh, Dave in Stony Batter, I should say says God forbid a man should have his say in reproductive rights well I mean we did say you've got to listen to the to the dad as well uh, in this situation or if it's a same sex couple and one's in and one's out you have to listen to the one who doesn't want to either let's get a man on reproductive rights we've Kieran on the line hello Kieran. hello how are you doing uh, Kieran, what do you think about this discussion well can I just preface my remark by saying that I have the deepest sympathy for woman who, who um, texted into your show. Same. Um, I, do, I do have a lot of sympathy, but my ears pricked up when I heard that there was this attitude amongst the girls in the office that it was up to the, the person carrying the baby. I mean, that really, really sounded crazy to me. So basically, the, the husband should be ignored and then should expect to, to bring this, this child up. Really? Is that the attitude? No, I think it was more that if the husband wanted to have kids, but the wife didn't, if she was going to have to go through the pregnancy, go through the maternity leave, all that sort of thing, that then the decision would rest with her. So it wasn't that she would force him into having a baby, but that she would have the final say on whether or not she was willing to go through all of that again. So basically what we're 
the conclusion is that both have to agree. Otherwise, there's no baby. Yeah. Or, or, or you know, this woman might decide that, you know, my maternal instinct here is far too strong. It's stronger than, than my relationship with my husband. I'm going to leave him. I'm going to find some guy who will, will have a baby with me. Got That's it. the decision she's got to make, you know? God, I really do. I really do hope not. I mean, I'm assuming from her email that they're a happy, normal, loving family that she just wants to add to to what they have. What What are the factors you think should be considered when having a baby? Aside from that, both in the couple are on board. Do you think finances should play a part in it, or or does that take away from the glory of life? Oh, I I, I think that's really a, is that not really a, an individual decision? I think some people will be more than willing to make financial sacrifices. Other people will feel, you know, I oh, I want the best for my baby and if I can't afford to give the best to my baby, I'm not going to have the baby. I really think that's an individual choice. And now, look, I'm a single guy. I don't have kids. So I've never had to kind of make that decision. Well, no kids that I'm aware of, of course. Yeah, or yes, shall we say. As we said, you don't have that clock ticking. You never know what's around the corner. No, no, that's true. <laughs> Thanks very much for coming on, Kieran. Yeah, yeah, maybe in a couple of years I'll be texting in with a similar dilemma. Yeah, saying I All have right. six, I'm not sure whether to have seven. Do, do keep us posted, Kieran. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. Tim in Wicklow says uh, there are already too many humans destroying our planet. People need to rein in the amount of kids they have. We've had to go through 13 cycles of IVF to have our one child and we've one on the way. We are done. This lady should count her blessings for what she has. Wow, Tim, sounds like you have been through it. I'm really glad that you have the family that you obviously both really, really, really wanted. Um, But then I suppose on the flip side are... Texter has three kids, wants one more. And just because, and I know you're not saying that, but just because there wasn't IVF involved, it doesn't take from the fact that she wanted them just the same way. Another says, I was the husband in that situation. We had four kids. Wife couldn't get rid of the feeling to have another. She wanted a girl. I was 100% against it. No way. Well, nature took its course. I was pretty distraught when I heard she was pregnant. I had worries about her health. She was 45. Money, etc. was on my mind. When my fifth child and daughter arrived I couldn't have been happier all healthy and I couldn't imagine life without her it's also easier as we're more experienced and other kids are helping with the looking after of our baby girl the kids are 13 11 8 5 and 3 wow and I mean something that also played a part in my decision was the fact that I have a boy and a girl. And I think when you go from two to three, if you have two of the same gender, obviously you won't care if you have another boy or another girl. All you want is a healthy, happy child. And that is the truth. But it will push you over the edge, I think, on that decision where you're like, will we just have a go and throw our look at it and see if we get a girl or see if we get a boy? Um Interesting. Um, and look, as that texture says, once that little person is in front of you, you, you're never going to regret that decision. I think everybody knows that. But there are other factors that have to be considered. 53106 for your texts. We have another Kieran on the line. Kieran, what's your experience? Hi. Hi. How are you doing? How are you? Um, not so bad. I, well, I'll tell you, I'm, like my message said, we're in our mid to late 40s. I'm 47. My wife is 48. And our kids are in their 20s, so they're like 26 and 24. But we, like, that was very early for us to have our kids. Yeah, what age were were you when you became a dad? 21. Okay, yeah. Very young. It it was very young. 
But at the same time, at this stage, like we have no regrets whatsoever. We're more than happy with the fact the kids are growing up now. They have their own lives. They have their own jobs. We never had any inclination to have any more. So, you know, it's just it's just the way it is with us. But we're finding now that a lot of our peers are having their own kids and are starting to settle down into families. So our circle of friends is kind of shrinking a little bit. I know. You, know you, you can call around to friends and whatever who have kids, but they're very preoccupied with raising small children, obviously. And, and all the discussions you, are kind of around toilet training and exactly, sleep deprivation, yeah, yeah. and yeah. you're in a whole different in a whole different ball game. Yeah, it's more of a case that my kids are now looking for sort of, you know, help out with car insurance and things like that. You know. And how did you know? How did you and your other half know that you were you were finished? Because I think that's a real question that people ask. Is it a definitive? You know it one hundred percent. Or would you always think, oh, God, look, I'd love to have 100 kids, but obviously, you know, that's not practical. I, I think it was a case of, we moved from Galway up to Sligo, and, and our life became kind of um, a bit sort of self-contained. We were, we were in a kind of a very remote area, and the thoughts at the time were like, you know, it'd be a bit sort of hard on everybody if we started, you know, deciding to have more kids. And to be quite honest, raising the two that we had was more than enough of a handful. Yeah, I mean, because there is a lot to take on and it's something as well that I've learned as mine get older. And I saw somebody tweet the other day, let nobody tell you that the newborn stage is the hardest. That's actually one of the easiest, even though that's the biggest shock to the system to become a new parent. They're so in your control and, you know, you're wheeling that gorgeous little baby around. It's when you're going from football match to homework to this and that, that that it becomes more complicated when you're trying exactly. to juggle work and your own social yeah. life and your own wants and needs in on top of theirs. Exactly, yeah. No, I mean, like our kids didn't really take up sporting activities as much, but they were scouts for a long time and we got involved in that ourselves. So they we're, can practically I, look after themselves now, Kieran. You set oh, them up. Pretty much so, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, <laughs> they can handle any situation. Kieran, thank you very much for coming on. And I think Kieran oh. raises another interesting discussion point as to whether or not we should can the talk about kids when we're out and about, whether people have kids or not. I did read something online um, from a woman who was saying that it's a real conversation stopper for her. She has no children. Uh, it wasn't for the want of trying. It didn't happen for her. But when she goes to something and somebody says, do you have kids? She says, no, that's kind of the end of discussion. And then the people around her who do have kids continue to talk about all the various things. So let me know your thoughts on that, whether or not you've ever fallen foul of the kid conversations. We've Louise on the line. Louise, what's your take on this? Hi there. Um, yeah, Claire. Hi. Um, I was just thinking um, we have one child, a boy, and um to make a long story short, we haven't had a second, but I just think sometimes for people, I see a lot of friends that have three kids and they seem really, really happy and then some may have more and you see them buzzing about. And I just think it depends in the actual family itself. I know people are saying about money and, you know, time and everything, but I do see a lot of parents going around too and I think that they do look tired, you know, and the, the father might even look, I sometimes think, God, he looks right. And, you know, it's fine, but I think there's so many demands today that I just think if you've won, you're two, you're three, and you want it, I think maybe you need to look at marriage too and think that's just as important. If what if your husband says no, he might have reasons that, hey, I'm wrecked, you know, or we're tired or we're stretched as it is. And I think your lives do matter too to keep each 
child happy and your family unit together if you know what I mean yeah no I totally agree with you Louise and it's not to take from single parents who god I absolutely salute that they can raise happy stable individuals of course they can but I I do think I I have a partner but I but I do think that if if the the relationship at the centre of a family between the mum or the dad or the, the two parents whoever they are is solid that that does feed down into the kids and and does really help. So you know it is important that if one says I don't want kids, that you do kind of join together on that, as you say, and prioritize your happiness yes, exactly. as a couple. Because I mean, there are there are children. Every child is different. I think some are obviously it might just you perceive it like that. They could be really well behaved, they super, or it could be complete chaos. I think that it obviously it is chaotic with children at times. But you know what I mean. I just think. If your if your husband, uh, the person you've married or your wife has said, look, I feel I'm done, I think it should be more important for the whole lot of you. Yet when you see that baby, I totally understand that too. And that gift is just as, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. think that today, I think three, you're lucky. Um, it's like, be blessed with what you have is is my view. But at the same time, you know, I understand her, how she feels, but um you don't know. She says about resenting her husband. I think what he may feel in two, three years' time. You don't know what will happen to your own, not because of this baby, but he, it, it, as I have repeated now, if you feel you've had enough, I think it's because I'm breaking here. You don't know how he's... I, I think they need to have that conversation yeah. a bit more in deep. Obviously, I don't know how, how, how open she has said that to him or pushed it, I, obviously. She's just kind um, of dealing with her own feelings of, you know, yeah. I'm sure she's thinking in her mind, I need to support him on this and hear him on this, but actually, it's killing me. I think I'd love another baby. So I suppose she's working through all of that. Have you ever seen the Channel 4 programme? Um, they did 16 Kids and Counting where they used to have uh, big families and... Mm-hmm. Only recently, it was 21 kids and counting. And the couple at the centre of that family, I mean, they blew my mind. They were the most relaxed people. Mm. I'm not like that as a parent, I have to say. I think, think too, it depends where you live. I think if you've got your family around you or if you're from the town or the country, or I think that all really matters too. If you've got grandparents, you know, again, she needs to look at maybe her own lifestyle and really think, Okay, well, this pass, and do you know what I mean? It's, it's like you do want, but sometimes then it might not even happen for them, you know, and it may, you know, obviously yeah. I wish them well, but um, I just think definitely speak to the husband and you have to be totally open and keep, keep obviously, see, get him to express totally what, why and what. And, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and take that into account. Louise, yeah, thank you very much for coming they on. They have a great flow. There could be, you know, there are some, you see them all in the car and they're gone and they're this and... 21 kids in the minibus. I know, unbelievable. Louise, thank you so, so much. Have a lovely weekend. Thank you very much for coming on. You can text 53106. Massive reaction to this. And I'll read some of the texts after this quick break.